2: Welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Poirot and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello Snowflakes. Happy New Year everyone. We've had a bit Happy of a New hiatus. Year, had a bit of a hiatus haven't we? Yes, we've not been here for a while. I think the last time you heard us, I was in the midst of my first week off after the election. Yes. I don't really remember it to be no, honest. No, I think you were
3: hungover or... Oh,
2: oh, on the way just, to being just drunk. Over. Yeah, I think um, I, I was. I was still reeling from from the election campaign. Was it
3: on the morning of our Christmas party?
2: Uh, yes, it was. It which seems wa- a long time ago. It now, seems a it? heck of a long time ago. Um, we, we, if you were wondering, dear listener, we did have fun.
3: Yes, fun was fun was had.
2: Although I did make quite an interesting. I? I walked into the room where ev- all the new European glitter glitterati. Oh, yes. You did. and we were we were a bit we were fashionably late. Me and you, weren't we? Were, we? Yeah, because we went for a pint first. And they were
3: kicking off, weren't they? I apparently. think they were a bit. <laughs> no,
2: never mind the talent. We kept them waiting. We did. And as I
3: entered, I smashed my head into on them. a into a, a wooden beam. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and then died to the hilarity
3: <laughs> of the. Um... So what have you been up to since?
2: Well, I was. I did some. I did Christmas. Yeah, good. I did uh, New Year. Actually, we both got very sorry stories of New Year's Eve, haven't we?
3: Well, I was I was ill in bed, unfortunately. You yeah. were ill
2: in bed, and I was with you. Oh, that's uh, right. Uh, no, top, I was you know, spooning. Did I tell you what I was watching at twelve o'clock midnight on New Year's Eve? Uh,
3: was it um, what was it? It's a show called Temptation Island. Temptation Island. <laughs> Have you heard really? of it? Yes, I used to watch the original, <laughs> the original American series. Well,
2: I, I wasn't. It wasn't my choice. Um, I was uh, I was with an army general, Colonel Kurtz. Oh ah, yeah, and um, that's what what was on TV.
3: Turn the nanny off. Get Temptation Island on. Temptation
2: Island. Yeah, we left the pub at half past ten to watch Temptation Island. Very good. Anyway, in the meantime, fascinating stuff. But Bo- Boris has also been away, I imagine, on his own. Temptation Island, actually. He has, yeah. Boris Johnson. Well,
3: I'm. Um I was quite disappointed because Boris Johnson wasn't seen in public for 11 days, was he? And, and, and I the was, mirror, I think, asked the question. And I was sort of hoping, you know, he'd <laughs> he come back with... <laughs> oh, he he'd been away <laughs> on a on a holiday with old um, Apple's, um, what's she called? Carrie Simmons. Carrie Simmons, the otter, or apples. Yeah, apples. And I was hoping that, you know... What were you
2: hoping of, exactly? This is getting a bit dark. I was
3: hoping that they'd had a sort of in betweeners style. What oh, his testicles fall out of his pants? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, or he'd come back and he'd, she'd shaved his eyebrows off, or something like that. But well, she is obviously. Quite I young. was hoping that yeah, because she is quite young. So isn't she'll be up she? for that kind, sort of of yeah, that, that, they, that kind of gap pranks that they that they get gaiety. up to, isn't it? Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously, I was hoping that he had a black eye, and oh that's why they was. Um, uh, no, you uh, uh, you should rein yourself in from domestic abuse, Steve. But um, but that's right. But also, I was thinking. But I, w- I was thinking, eyebrows shaved off, or imagine if he'd had the Tyson face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like in The Hangover 2. That'd be great. Have you seen The Hangover films? I've seen The Hangover 1 and The Hangover 2. Well, I'm, I'm surprised seen it, you I think I've seen about half of The Hangover. Well, I quite enjoyed The Hangover 1.
2: Well, The Hangover was, was fine. It was on. When in, Heather Graham turned up at the it's end. It was the, nice. on in the background, yes. Well, Heather Graham, excellent as Roller Girl in um, Boogie Nights. Uh, but can you believe that
3: that director... It's directed the Joker, which is the best Uh, film I've seen in ten years. uh, Well, I'm I'm not with you on the Joker. I'm afraid. What's your problem with the Joker? uh, I thought it was um, fairly empty. It's yeah, it's a grimy, nasty glorifying of violence. Oh come off it! Mental health. Oh come off it! I thought it was. I thought Joaquin Phoenix. A cheapening was very good. of mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. No, I it was extreme. I, I mean, it wasn't not for me. I'm afraid, but it was all right. It was so so. It, was, it wasn't as bad as I was been expecting. Well,
2: that is why I'm on the BAFTA nominations Absolutely, board, yeah. and you're not.
3: Absolutely. Anyway, ensuring f- that no women directors are represented. Hey,
2: I voted all women apart from that chap who did The Hangover. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Is he going to win the Oscar, Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, I hope so, because I thought it was an extraordinary performance. It's a very performance. good performance. I just, dis- I just didn't like the film very You're much. not supposed to. That's the point. It's you're not, not you're supposed, not supposed to... to like the film? No, well, of course you it's are. It's not fun. Well,
2: it's I, not fun, is it? I don't know. It's not a fun film, and it's not supposed to be. That is the clever bit about it. It's an awful two hours that you'll never well, get back. Uh, and uh, I
3: implore you to see it. But that's like saying that you're not in, supposed to enjoy the violence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, I've not seen which it. Which, of course you are supposed to is it a good film Uh, that again I thought it was. there's a great film in it the the middle hour and a half is absolutely superb yeah yeah, I've Uh, heard that I haven't seen The Irishman either yet it's very long
2: I'm just back off three weeks on holiday where I didn't go away I basically just sat down and And was quiet but I didn't have have
3: time to watch The Irishman I've been working to become financially independent while you've been uh, (laughs) I'm stepping back from a lot of my duties I've not told my boss yet
2: Oh, right. Oh, are but we I'm freelancing? Stepping, Is I'm, this podcast... Are we freelancing? I am
3: stepping back from a lot of my duties and I'm working to become financially independent. Oh, right, I'll still, we, I'll still you, do you've this. You've
2: dropped a, a bombshell there because you've not told me this off there. I'll still do this. I'm moving to Canada as well, part time. <laughs> um, but You're there mo- you go. Are you really moving to Canada? Oh, course, so it's so lovely.
3: Have you been before? It's a cheap jug. I, I've been to Canada, yeah. It's very nice. Uh, I've been to uh, Montreal. I've been to um, Calgary. That's still the only place I've been, been to... And I've been to uh, Toronto, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, yeah, and I think course. I've been to Vancouver. There, yes, is, there are
2: similarities there. between you and Prince Harry, of course.
3: Yes, there are. We're both. James Hewitt is our father. <laughs> both of us.
2: You're both dating lovely partners.
3: We are both dating lovely partners, that's and
2: true. Uh, you are both. No, that's it, isn't it? No, really? that is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway,
3: Brexit. Uh, anyway, on to Brexit. Do you remember that? Yeah. The the sad process of dismantling everything good has has begun, hasn't it? It's
2: a weird thing, isn't it? And we're going to talk. Hopefully, <laughs> we are going to talk later to New uh, European editor Jasper Coppin about we are w- sort of what next for Remain, and that's the front of the New European this week. What happens for Remain after the thirty first of January? Yes. I think probably there has been a kind of nice sort of sigh, hasn't there, after the election? Even though we don't, we're not happy about it. It's been kind of nice just to, let's just do Christmas and see what the fallout is afterwards. It's kind of like in December where everyone goes, we'll do this in January. But I think we're back to the office with a bump somewhat. Of course, Ursula von der Leyen has been in town, isn't that right, Steve?
3: Yes, she has been in town. She's basically... I like her uh, haircut. Yeah, it's good. I also like the fact that... um, that Steve Bray and his chums all turned up outside Downing Street and yes. chanted "Europe forever," which is, <laughs> yeah. y- you know, I mean, it's it's quite nice. Well, it's what right. we
2: said, you know, we were quite. I listened back to our last part of the year and and and, uh, and the election one as well, and um, uh, because I had lots of time on my hands the last weeks. No, three. you really. have had a uh, miserable.
3: Uh, uh, Most people were watching the Bond <laughs> film and stuff like that, weren't <laughs> I was they? Watching, watching
2: Temptation Island, and listening and to myself,
3: listening to your own podcast. Yeah, and I cut
2: you out as well. Yeah. I fast-forwarded you. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I think it's good to reiterate the point that the the
3: I almost feel like the fight starts now. Well, exactly. Also, writing it's a good it, slogan that maybe we should The sell fight it starts to now. the real fight starts now. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn. Um,
2: that, but uh, another good piece in the New European, and a lot of people will despise this chap um, who's written in the New European. It's his name now escapes me. Okay. Um, who's uh, it Boris Johnson? Gwyn Towler.
3: Oh, yes. Former, UK Former UK um, UKIP Former uh, Head Huncho,
2: And I once shared a table with him at a wedding. Did you? I did. Were uh, you getting and married to him? No, I wasn't getting married to him.
3: we you getting married to his daughter? Uh, that would be an amazing... Um, um, clearly, this is the sort of never the twain for the... the yeah. For 2020s, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a marriage gonna, I mean, of a Remain family to a, a, a Leave family. It's got Romeo and Julie. In fact, we should... We should we should stop this podcast well, not, now and get right. I'm
2: not attracted to Gwen Taylor in in uh, in, a, in a sexual way. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, but but he he's he's fun for a, to have a beer with. Yeah. And he's written a piece about you know sort of along those lines. The fart starts now. We didn't stop fighting. The
3: what starts now? The fart <laughs> Fart starts now. The fart starts now.
2: That is basically what rem- that was basically Remain's campaign yeah. back in 2016. The real
3: fart starts starts now. That's a great slogan. I love it. Um,
2: <laughs> the fight starts now. But he said, you know, we didn't give up just because you won last
3: time. So why would you give up this time? I think that's yeah, the yeah. gist of what he's saying, isn't it? Do you? Uh, that is the gist of what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's. It's, it's that, You know, we are. We are now. Uh, where they were in well in nineteen seventy four. But really they didn't get started did they until the, the sort of the mid eighties.
2: So what, are you saying we should have a fifteen years off? No, definitely not. Absolutely not. No, we absolutely could, not. Yeah. And
3: as we as we said on those podcasts, what this has created is this great community that we're in of you people listening to this podcast and lots of us so there are you know, there are there is finally Imagine. in this country a, a big groundswell of opinion behind the EU. Absolutely, and it, you know, if we'd have started this podcast ten years ago, no one listened to it. No.
2: Although I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm if searching we'd for silver lining. This podcast
3: before podcasts existed, <laughs> no one would have listened to it. Podcasts have existed for 120 years. Well, I know it's just the delivery. The method. delivery method. It's just the platform.
2: And this podcast, dear listener, I'm surprised I haven't already mentioned this, because I'm very excited. Oh, it's, it's
3: exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Has
2: been nominated for an international award. We have. The Publishers Podcast Awards. Yeah, it's very good. Which take place in March. They do. Has, um, has picked the European podcast among the five finalists for its news and current affairs. Yeah, that's right.
3: It? Yeah, who are we up On oh, a no,
2: six, I think. So there's The Week. Yeah, The Week. Friends of this pod, The Week. Yeah, good. Well, they sponsored us for a bit. Um two from the economist yeah very well respected publication yeah two from the daily telegraph a publication.
3: <laughs> a publication,
2: that's right, yeah. That's me, I didn't
3: mean it. That is me. Uh,
2: so, that, so, And in fact, Christopher Hope's podcast is very good, so and he, he's, he's um, going to win. Yes, um, but, I would have thought so. But we will have a good night out nonetheless.
3: Yes, we certainly will.
2: Um, so thank you for your support, because that is uh, one of yes, the reasons really we were nominated of
3: course. Talking uh, of the Daily Telegraph, I'm talking about my idea about the uh, a sitcom where a Brexit family marries into a Remain family, or, or vice versa. Have you seen the, Did you see that article by Shirelle Jacobs, who we've discussed on this podca- podcast before? Uh, who's no. Who oh, was yeah, uh, castigating, I was Shirelle, yeah. castigating the BBC for not representing um, Brexiteers and, and the Northerners, frankly, and she said that there's, that there's very little um, about uh, very li- very few sitcoms about people from outside London, apart from Only Fools and Horses. What <laughs> Shire- in, in Peckham? It's in Peckham, isn't it? I yeah. know it's not in Kensington, in Soho, and Kensington. But it's definitely, is Peckham, Peckham is, is London. definitely London. Yeah,
2: definitely London. Yeah, well, yeah, what other sitcoms that can we think of? For people outside. Well, she London, mentioned uh, the two Royal pints Family, of lager and a packet of crisp That's well. not a sitcom. That's an, that, that's um, a, that is a disgrace. Which of course hasn't been on for. And is awful. I mean, that finished long before. The it was written by an A level student, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Um, I'm And you can I'm tell. Surprised about that? Uh, uh, um, uh, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> primary school I would have student, of 11 plus student,
2: Royal Family, uh, famously family, set in yeah. Chelsea.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, Gavin and Stacey,
3: Gavin and about star lovers. Yeah, I bet you from you didn't watch that. For North and South of the River.
2: Do you know what? I was so disappointed with that.
3: Uh, I'm not a fan of, I've not been, I was not a fan of Gavin and Stacey at the time. Well, uh, I my I'm not lovely a partner, fan. has introduced me to <coughs> Gavin and Stacey. Some of it very funny, I some think. of it brilliant. However, the Christmas special. Well, I, wa-
2: I was waiting for the gag, and then it finished. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got to say, we turned it off before the end. Well, I, I, I fell asleep for a bit in the middle, so I'm not
3: sure if there was a gag there. Well, there was, a, there, was a, there was a cliffhanger, apparently, wasn't there? I mean, well, well yes, I'm aware of that. Yeah, but, um, but, uh, but it wasn't the very office. Good.
2: Famously so, set, yeah, set yeah. in
3: Victoria, but I think she's—I think she's talking about right now. Oh, I'm just looking over your shoulder, and Matt Hancock has had a short haircut.
2: A hatmancock. Hatmancock. He should be wearing his hatmancock.
3: He's looking a little. <laughs> it's a good haircut for him. Actually, he was looking a little bit. That's not uh, Matt Hancock. It's on the right. He's growing out of oh, his shoulder. There, well, he's look. on the left. Well, he's on the yes, he's on the, the speakers left and the right as I'm looking at it. Well, if you really
2: want financial independence, you need to get your left and right so I, I realise know.
3: this is great, uh, great podcasting, great, great audio. Yeah.
2: yeah, that award um, maybe not next year. Maybe yes, exactly. Um, Talk so, to me about so Ursula came, von der Leyen. Yes, well,
3: she said what we all know, which is if you want a massive, comprehensive free trade agreement, it's not going to get done by December 2020. So maybe we can have an agreement which covers some things. She also, said, um, that, um, she also said that. She also said that. You know, if you if your starting position is that you're going to want some kind of free movement of capital and services, um, you're not going to you're not going to get it because you're not willing to accept uh, freedom of movement of people. So, yeah. Does this put
2: into um, while you slowly die over there? Is this, does this put into? Um, I mean, I mentioned sort of coming down to earth with a bump after Christmas, and I think the whole country probably has done that. The country maybe hasn't quite come down from um, Christmas and the New Year yet, but w- this should be the
3: bump that wakes everyone up. Well, it should, you know, and we're already seeing the um, the sort of the slow dismantling, as, as I said before, of, of things that were good about membership of the EU. So we've seen, uh, I mean, the bill has gone through now, yes, obviously, yes, yes, um, yes. and, you know, we will be, Leaving the EU before, probably before the 31st of January or whatever. Um, uh, um, but you know, we've the, the, all the clauses that were that were uh, introduced with very little hope of succeeding have been voted down. Mm. We've uh, new clause 34 that would have established a right to appeal settled status decisions. Yeah, that's been voted down. So, yeah. so if you you can't have settled status, you've got no right to appeal anymore, uh, a really i mean it's absolutely awful that the right for un- unaccompanied child refugees to be reunited with their family after Brexit we voted against that we voted against parallel workers rights i mean what are the arguments for that what the uh, what are the arguments for that you should I, mean, I mean there, there, there I is mean. really no argument is what it what human it's well exactly um, That's extraordinary. And, and of course um, on wednesday we voted against continuing with the erasmus plus system which is the system where you know uk students yeah. have got the certain number of uk students got the right to go and study <coughs> for a year abroad uh, and eu students got the right to come in here and study for a year and uh, no one's got a bad word to say about the, the erasmus system no no uh, once again it's a completely pointless thing uh, which is you know it's a, a great thing which has been sacrificed to, um, to to please people like Mark Francois, but for what it reason? would have been, it would have been an easy an what easy reason? thing for for well for, because it keeps it keeps people like Nigel Evans and Mark Francois happy and but, Ian Duncan but, but, Smith but, but happy. But how could that make them unhappy? It's but, ludicrous. This. Well, it's, I mean it is ludicrous, and also you know we're hearing a lot from this government about leveling up, don't we? The idea of leveling up. This is leveling down, isn't it? This is this is taking away something that it, it's it's saying because you know that the, the theory of, of some of these people seems to be that because this only applies to an elite number of students who are probably middle class or upper middle class or upper class that we, we'll take that away from you and we'll level down so no, nobody's got the right to it's just an utter nonsense again an it's utter, utter again utter it's, it's again it's similar to the fact that it will be much harder for people to go and live in work abroad isn't it you mm. know I, I read a piece in the the aftermath of the the general election by janet daly in the sunday telegraph who is a, you know a, one of the more extreme brexiteers yeah yeah who said basically said nobody she said no nobody you know the right why is everybody whining about losing the right to go and live abroad nobody who's not part of the metropolitan cultural elite or extremely rich did that anyway and i would say to you have you been to the Costa del Sol, or, or places like Corfu, or, or you know, <coughs> northern Northern France, which are, are full of you know, Costa del Sol certainly is full of working class, upper working class, middle yeah, class yeah. British people. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. You know, yeah, same, yeah. the same with Northern France. Same yeah. with you know, my ex wife's family. A lot of them are in Corfu. There's a huge British community in Corfu. Yes, um, it's fascinating to um, to, to think. Imagine what is going to happen to these communities once, you know, younger British people no longer have the right to to go out there and and settle automatically.
2: So Ursula, who I've got to say,
3: they don't have the right to go out there and look for a job anymore. No, they have to have a job. They'll have to have a job, and you know, we're still talking about people having to earn thirty six thousand pounds a year before they come in here, which would
2: mean us tripling our wages. Exactly. Is that we could could we do this podcast in French? (laughs) No, <laughs> <I mean>, no. <laughs> um, Ursula um, von der Leyen, I think I'm probably just going to call her Ursula. Ursula, yeah. She's. Um,
3: what are the famous oh, Ursulas of there been? Ursula An- Andres.
2: Andres. Is that it? Uh, uh, isn't there a Disney Ursula? Isn't
3: Ursula a? a is, is it the a Little w- Mermaid? A witch? I mean? Is she a witch, Ursula, in the Little Mermaid? <clears throat> well, Ursula von der Leyen is certainly not a witch. I've got a lot of time for her. Yes, yeah, she's she's extremely capable, isn't she? She has pledged to work day and night. Was somebody on Friends called Ursula? Oh, that was Phoebe's twin sister. Phoebe's twin sister was called Ursula. That's my, right.
2: My twelve-year-old daughter, yes, isn't called Ursula. Ursula. Um, but she said to me between Christmas and New Year, she said, "Oh, Daddy, there's this brilliant new TV show um, uh, that I found. I'd, uh, come come and watch it with me." Yeah, I'll be there for you. She's watching Friends? That's amazing. And I said, This isn't new. It's not new. I remember watching the pilot episode on Channel 4 on a Friday night when I was about 15. And did she glaze over it? She that was page? like,
3: What are you on about? She was like, uh, Whatever. I'm never not so. uh, Ursula. Ursula. Excuse me, let me get this right.
2: Vonderlaev.
3: Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh. who is a American science fiction author. Yes,
2: well very famous clearly we all to
3: you, Well, she is extremely famous. Well, she's, do we know any of, of her work? She's one of the um, she's one of the world's leading science fiction authors. Well, are we all are. What uh, what has she written that I would know? She wrote the Earthsea series, fan- mm. the Earthsea fantasy series. Right. 60 years of writing books.
2: Right and there still not managed to get onto my
3: shelf she's well she's
2: do you like fantasy
3: no not at all have you seen not at, not I tell eight, you what, not at all if a wizard of earthsea that's the one right that's it, the that's the one that i was if you to. want a laugh Yes, go on.
2: watch the witcher um. <laughs> wow is it like game of thrones it's like um the game of the thrones the game
3: of the thrones well
2: i st- i never i never watched that in order if you want, if it? you want a really trippy experience, watch Game of Thrones at random, and then you have to piece it all together at the end. Okay. Which is what I did. But um, no, it, it wants to be Doblins. like Game of Thrones, but it's a bit like they forgot how to make television. Okay. And they put Superman in there. Oh, all right. Everyone who's ever worked at the Evening Standard or the Daily Mail is in it. Has met. <laughs> Paul Dacre's in
3: it. You see The Witcher the twitcher,
2: (laughs) has met um, Henry Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill? Yeah, everyone who's worked there has met him. Why? Because he basically lives in a pub round the corner called the... um, I can't remember the bloody name of the place now. Uh, There's a pub round the corner. There's two pubs, two male and standard pubs. One one called the Greyhound... She's right next door. Yes, and that's if you look for a quick pint. Yes, and then there is one further round. Yes, I
3: know the one. I know the What's one. It it's a lovely pub. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. yeah. Does out. he go in
2: there? He's in there. I, uh, l- he literally lives in there. He, he goes to the gym. He goes to the pub. He goes to the gym. He goes to the pub. He grunts. Great. On camera, goes to the gym. Goes to the pub. Grunts on camera. That's what he does. And he does Lois Lane go in there as well? Um, yes. Good. Yes. Which one?
3: Well, uh, Lois Lane was Amy Adams With in his... Well, the who was the original? Because she was lovely, wasn't Lago she? Kidder. She died a couple of years Sadly, ago, she, yeah. No longer with us, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah. other
2: Superman news, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, can we get her over the, the hump here? Yes, please do, yes. Um, she, uh, she said she's going to work day and night. I liked this. She said um, uh, new talks would start from a position of certainty, goodwill, shared interest and purpose. Yes. All the right things to say... Um, adding, without a level playing field on environment, labour, taxation, and stated you cannot have the highest quality access to the world's largest single market. There we go. But, I mean, why did we expect we would? Well, I know. No no one with half a brain thought we would. No, but
3: Boris Johnson said we would. Yes, I
2: know, but he didn't actually... I mean, listen, Boris Johnson isn't daft. All he had to do was get... Majority now he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he can
3: do whatever he wants. Yeah,
2: uh, that's why the fight, the fart starts now. Exactly. Good. Good. Labour. Yes. I can't believe we've got before what, we talk 20 about twenty odd minutes um, into uh, before
3: we talk to Jasper. Yeah. Before you talk to Jasper, if I can find him. Well, where is he? Is he under here. I don't know. No, he's not there. He's quite a big chap. He's a tall man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah.
2: Very handsome.
3: He's a handsome man, yeah. Do you know, there was
2: a young lady who used to work here who was, um, was oh, I'm not going to say keen on Jasper, but certainly liked Jasper as a person. And she always used to say that he looked like um, Roger Federer.
3: He does look a bit like Roger Poor Federer. Poor man's but, Roger Federer. Well, he's a more handsome. He's also sort of a, you know, he's, he's, he's a classically chiselled... Um, oh, he's a
2: definite Englishman, isn't great,
3: he? Right, isn't he? He's a, he's a real Jasper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, you know that he... He is the editor of the... If you've missed this, by the way, Matt Kelly was the editor of The New European. He was. He started off The New European. He did. Uh, he's now the publisher of The New European. He is. And, uh, and is our boss. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, the capo di tuta capi. Yeah. And um, the boss of all bosses. And Jasper Copping took over... About four months ago, three yeah, months ago? Yeah, three or three, months. four months ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's doing uh, a sterling job. He is, although it's a, he is a, t- he's a tighter, tighter, tougher regime now, isn't
3: it? It's lean. It is lean, yeah.
2: <sighs> do you want to air any grievances before no, Jasper? I d- no? No, 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 no. Good, no, yeah, good, good. No, no. OK. Um, Labour. Labour, then. Um,
3: well. They need a leader. They do need a leader. And, and cometh the hour. <laughs> cometh the... But the man, because who's thrown his hat into the ring?
2: Well, there were fears for the Labour Party on that <laughs> morning after the election, weren't they? The, a crushing now, defeat, their worst result since 1935 or whatever, in the wilderness yeah. of the UK political scene. Um, but don't worry,
3: because... Well, Barry Gardner is threatening <laughs> to enter the race.
2: Threatening is the right word. Uh, is anyone going to back Barry Gardner?
3: Well, Barry Gardner, I don't know. I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? Well, uh would be funny. If nothing else. Um, I've got a little Barry Gardner quiz for you. Oh, excellent. Here. Good, good, good. Uh, Barry Gardner's middle name um, is... is, is It's shared with a great Scottish footballer and manager. Leash. It's not Leash. Jock. It's not. It's oh. Barry Strachan Gardner. Gardner. Oh, oh Gordon Strachan. Uh, staying on with the football theme. Yeah. Barry Gardner's son, <laughs> who I believe is called Jacob. Uh, oh, he's, he's a footballer. He, he started his career with Siska Moscow. Yeah. Then he went to Zenit Saint Petersburg. Yeah. Good team. Which Which team does Barry Gardner's son Jacob now play for?
2: Uh, Oh, it's something like um, Streatham United or something like that. It's
3: Braintree Town. He's on oh, loan from Wicker Wanderers. not far off. So I think his career's on the up and up.
2: Well, to be fair, it is tough to make a living out of playing football.
3: Well, it's not stopped me. <laughs> uh, how did Barry Gardner vote on the invasion of, Iran? Uh, of Iraq? Rather. Oh, not, wow. We've well, not started doing that yeah, yet. Oh, you
2: know you come here for your news list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've invaded That's Iraq. That's next week's news.
3: <laughs> How did he vote on the invasion of, of Iraq? He voted for it. He did. And um, if you if you watch the, Tony Blair's um, speech... Yes. Uh, which was actually quite a good speech. I watched, I watched it, it again live. the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, detailing all the wrong reasons why we should go into Iraq. You can see behind him, Barry Gardner, not only clapping, but bending down so he can be seen clapping. Um, Waving. Which is Holding very, up a sign very saying good. 45 minutes. Uh, when he was running as a campaign stunt when he was running for chairman of the environmental audit committee in 2015 <laughs> that well that well fought and tight, yeah. uh, tightly contested uh, what election. did Barry Gardner send out 650 of oh, he oh sent, well he sent one to each mp i know this yeah go on
2: um when i said i knew it, i was lying yeah uh, was it toenail
3: clippings it wasn't his toenail <laughs> clippings no it was he sent out 650 <laughs> leaves On which he had stuck a photo of his face. (laughs) And on the back of the leaf, it had... real real leaves? Real leaves. Well, that's not good for the environment. On one side, it had a print stick with Barry Gardner's face on it. Right. And then on the other side, it had a piece of paper, print stick to it, Mm -hmm. which had an acrostic on it. L-E-A-F. L-Leave. E-Environmental. A-Audit. F-For Barry Gardner. Leave environmental audits for Barry Gardner. What? That was his campaign message. And, <laughs> and my did next, he win? My next question is, how did this incredible publicity campaign fare? Well, firstly, I'd like to just rewind. Yeah. If you put... It, it, I presume he was
2: trying to suggest he was sustainable and environmentally friendly. He
3: did, yeah. He was.
2: But how many trees died in this campaign? Well, he
3: had to chop them down, so, presumably, right. to get the leaves. No, he didn't. He probably just collected he plucked some leaves. them? He plucked them, yeah.
2: Did you wait for the leaf to fall? Well, like maybe it was
3: in maybe it was in leaf fall season. Let's be generous to Barry Gardner and imagine it was in leaf fall season. But well, then you would have thought it would might have a turned a, to might be. You might have thought there'd be a mulch factor then. Well, so. I
2: put I I um, exited some roses from my. Are you laughing? I call it an apartment from my. You exited bed seat. some
3: roses, <laughs> and there was mulch definitely in the bottom of there, and they'd only been there for you know a couple of days. So. Yeah, there's mulch. There's a mulch factor. So there must have been, you know. Anyway. How did it... Did, was it successful or not? Well, I
2: th- I'm presuming not. No, he, he lost. Who did, who won?
3: I can't remember now. Greta Thunberg. Late. It was Greta Thunberg. How dare you? And then in my last, uh, my last question, uh, uh, at a Labour conference in the early 2000s, Barry Gardner arrived without toothpaste. Oh, yes. <laughs> what right did he too. tell a colleague that he'd been brushing his teeth with for three days? Vinegar. Soap. <laughs> Why? Um, Which conference I was wasn't it? The spectator. It's just too so good to be true. it was a Labour conference a in the early 2000s. Oh
2: right. Well, it was over Brighton. So it Liverpool, was clearly somewhere where he could buy toothpaste, or indeed, I presume he was staying in a hotel. Well, because you can ring, you press zero, you and just, go. Have you got any toothpaste? You can just go to the lobby, if you and like. they turn up oh, with they a do. tiny little they
3: toothpaste. They were. They do. Yeah. <sighs> on on teeth brushing. I really like those. Do you, do you like a bit of toothpaste that you, hotel toothpaste? Yeah, because I pretend to be a giant. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you really want a very tiny toothbrush to have it on a the little tiny to work yeah. on each tooth individually. You know what, do, do you use mouthwash? I do use mouthwash, yes. I use well, a bit tell me than. about
2: your mouthwash routine.
3: It's, well, I keep it in, you keep it in for half a, half a minute, you yeah. yeah. give a little you know. uh, well, I don't do that. I just sw- give it the swirl and then yeah, I don't uh, do the old. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it reminds me too much of Jimmy Savile to do that. <laughs> now then,
2: now then. We have a young boy here who wants some mouthwash. <laughs> Sit on my
3: knee. Um, oh, dear, no. Um, he, he, he,
2: well, t- but when do you do it is what I'm really talking about.
3: Well, I brush my teeth and then a few minutes afterwards wrong. I'll do the, I'll do the wrong. mouthwash. Wrong. No, it's not wrong.
2: Uh-uh. Seriously, that is the wrong... Don't do it then. Is it the wrong way? Uh, The wrong way around? A hygienist has told me. Really? Yeah, not my hygienist. Struggle to get a dentist these days. But a hygienist has told me, don't do mouthwash after brushing your teeth because it just brushes off the toothpaste. Well, that's why I
3: leave it for a bit.
2: No, you've got to leave it for hours. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. What you should be doing is mouthwash like two or three hours after, um, (laughs) after you're brushing your teeth.
3: Right. Okay. Before or
2: after, and what is more important? So
3: what I should do then is set the alarm for four a.m. Yes.
2: I used to be a good runner, right? And I used to. <laughs> no, cases. I did. I used to win races. Did you? Yeah. You can. I'll show you on the internet. What after. in the? Not like at school. Three-legged races. No, or? no, no. I used to. Oh, seriously five k races. I have won five k races. Good. I'm not joking. All right, I believe you. And I used to get up, the races you start at nine, I used to get up at 4 a.m. to start my hydration routine. That is what you need needed. You're looking at me like I'm making it up. I swear Which to God, amazing. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. I was eight and a half stone. My race weight was eight and a half stone. And when was this? Um, when you were eight? T- no, 2015.
3: 2015?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Honestly, really I, now. I swear to God. I, honestly, I swear to God. This is incredible. I read. used to... I was writing a book about it. Were you? Do you not know this? That would have been fascinating. This whole period. Incredible read. Well, it was uh, it was linked with Mo Farah's people. We were going to... Uh, me and Mo were going to run together. Were you? Oh, yeah. I had an agent and everything. Richard, Dick and Mo? Bit like... It was a bit like... Uh, what was it? What was that Bradford film called? <laughs> what was that called? Rita Sue and Bob 2. It was like that, but with Mo Farah and me. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of going
3: for I a thought, jump, we went for a run. I thought I were great. <laughs> I'm going to say that to Mo Farah.
2: But I, I ripped my Achilles tendon and ruined my... Um, I tore you and atori. your beautiful
3: future with Mo Farah. Yeah. It's all tr-
2: this is our true story. This is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you will find all the facts and truth of this on the interweb. Amazing news. Right. Anyway, Labour, who's going to win? Uh, well, I
3: think Keir Starmer is going to win. Well, I am over the
2: moon because you clearly. know I've got a massive man crush on Keir Starmer. You do. You love Keir. Starmer. I love his hair and his skin.
3: I. Um, <laughs> that's good.
2: <laughs> and his
3: lips. I mean, let's 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 wait and see. I think it'll be good to see all of them. I think. Um, well, let's run through. I'm not, look, I'm not a fan of Rebecca Long Bailey. I think she speaks very highly. I think um, ten out of ten. But I'm <laughs> ten out of so, ten. Yes. So out this is. So this is what I'm coming to. <laughs> Go on, so I think it is good that I think it's good that over the next three months we'll get to see all of these people and yes, pe- and people who and
2: I'm glad this is quite a long. Uh, uh, after the election, I was like, oh my god, just get it over with. Yes. But actually, I think it is good for later. It is good it.
3: because people will be exposed. Some people will. Ooh, I hope not. People will emerge. Look, you know, I've written Barry a, Gardner exposed. Well, we'll come on to this in a minute. But I've written a, a big thing about. Jess Phillips in this week's... Was it published? ...New European, it was published, yeah. <laughs> it was published. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, you have to fight for publication. Absolutely. Everything, like, on uh, uh, everything on its merits. Everything on its merits, exactly. Um, but um, but I've written a big thing about Jess Phillips, but, uh-huh. but I think that there, you know there are things that I, I'm, I'm, I'm predisposed towards Jess Phillips. It, right. um, because is that,
2: what, is that your chat line? Hello, I'm predisposed
3: towards, towards you. you. Yeah, yeah. Because well, because <laughs> she's not got the stain of Corbyn uh, yes. on her. Yeah. And she's
2: super bright.
3: And she's super bright. Great performer. She voted against Iraq, or, or she she actually left the party because of Iraq, yeah, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, so yeah. she's she's not sort of tied to any of that kind of stuff. She's yeah.
2: dodged lots of bullets. You can't dodge bullets. Yes, yeah, people forever. in
3: the Labour Party dislike her, and I've written at length about this in this week's mm. New, New European, yeah, and yeah. and, um, and uh, we can talk about that again in a minute. However, there are quite a lot of things that I don't know about Jess Phillips, which I'm looking forward to finding out.
2: Are we having uh, another quiz? Or? Well,
3: what does what does Jess Phillips believe about the environment? What does she believe about what does she really believe about immigration? What uh-huh. does she believe about taxation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Foreign policy. She's almost a blank slate on all of these things, so I'm looking forward. Well, I'm sure to she's not, but it'll
2: be. I absolutely agree. It'll be fascinating. Yeah, it to will see. be fascinating because she's, she's deemed as being of the centre or centre right. Yeah, I, 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 I guess. think so. I think that when we get to Nudges we'll actually find out that she is um, not actually. She was just calling out Corbyn for being crap, yes, rather exactly. than being some, you know. Um, uh, you know, red, lab, red red Tory sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I oh, you know, I, do, I, I, I think she has got a really good chance. Although, of course,
3: Unison and Keir is a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. <coughs> it is a big deal. I can't, help, I can't help feeling that Keir Starmer is, as much as I like him, and I think he's he's good, and he will be a much better leader than Jeremy Corbyn. I can't help thinking that he will be forever tied to. Jeremy Corbyn, and also certain uh, things that happened while he was the DPP yeah. will be used against him. Well,
2: yes, but then, as we've spoken about before, the right wing media
3: will use anything, of
2: will, course. They'll always attack Labour. Yes, they it? will. I think what we're seeing from Akira is a, 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 one of, and I, I had the great pleasure of doing a little bit of work with you uh, um, prior to him being an MP, and he is one of the most intelligent men you will ever meet yes i, I mean i thought i'd oh. met the most intelligent man when i'd ever meet until until i met jasper yeah and um but he he is brilliant Very discerning any he, jasper he's a lot like kia yeah he, he will be sir jasper copy
3: he will i would have thought so yeah
2: um he uh, back to sir kia um he he's playing what he's doing now is playing the membership yes um talking about still being radical and not throwing everything with it. He's playing the membership because his biggest challenge was that membership and still is that membership. Um, So I don't think we should take a great deal of what he is campaigning on now as to be the sort of leader of the Labour Party he will be. Mm. He will bring the Labour Party back to the kind of places where they will pick up votes. And I asked Number 10 only 12 hours ago, who do you fear the most? And their first answer was... We're not really bothered about anyone, to be honest. Their second answer was, ideally, we'd like Rebecca Long-Bailey. Mm. And their third answer was, obviously, Kier is the best performer. Yeah. Yeah, That's well, who they fear good, the he most. He is a good
3: performer, yeah. That is who they fear the fear most. Fear
2: Starmer. Fear Starmer. Well, I'm just looking at you now, actually, Steve, as I often do, gaze gazing at you.
3: And you've got very similar hair to Keir Starmer. Oh, it's, it's nice and thick, isn't it? It's a good. good hair respects head. hair,
2: and I've got hair. Yeah, you've got hair. And you've got hair. Yeah. Keir Starmer's got hair. We're, we are the holy trinity
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> of Remain. Of,
3: the hairy trinity
2: <coughs> of Remain.
3: Um, 10 out of 10, then.
2: 10 out of 10. No. Well, obviously, I mean, I would have give, given him 11. What, out no, 10.
3: what figure would you give Jeremy Corbyn's leadership out of 10?
2: Can we do minus? Well, I'm struggling, I, you know, I am no Corbyn fan Corbyn's... and I get called out on Twitter all the time for hating on Jeremy Corbyn on this podcast. I don't care. Jeremy Corbyn is useless.
3: Could we say... The only that... good
2: thing to say about Jeremy Corbyn is...
3: No. Well, what about the fact that he didn't lose the 2017 election... I didn't lose it. ...so badly?
2: <laughs> but that was only because of Theresa May and the worst manifesto in history.
3: Well, but he did... For for two or three weeks, no, he listen. Didn't he's come a good campaign. He did come over reasonably well. He's a good he campaign. Ca- he's well.
2: a he's a good campaigner. I can't. I won't take that away from him. But um, then so was
3: Hitler. So well, <laughs> you've gone the, you've gone straight for Hitler, haven't you? No, I'm
2: not comparing Hitler and Jeremy Corbyn. What I'm saying is that just being a good campaigner doesn't make you a good politician or a good leader. Yes. And he wasn't a good leader. He's a good. All right, all right. Without I'm not without wanting to be silly. He's a good constituency MP. Uh, yeah.
3: So maybe we should give him a 3. No.
2: <laughs> I'd probably give him a 2. 2. What are we rating him on? Le- being labor
3: leader? Being labor his labor oh, I wouldn't should. even give him a 2. Well, I think for I think for delaying Brexit for a couple of years, he probably I don't think he did that. It. Nothing to do with him. Well, it wasn't, but it was accidental. It, it, but well, is it for his incidental wha- past like me? That's I'd like give him I'd give him I'd give him a 2. Well I wouldn't Maybe a
2: three So Clive Lewis Another friend of the pod And um, another uh, Leadership By the way
3: Did you see Keir Starmer's response To the the, um, How many Out of ten For Jeremy Corbyn Question Uh, uh, Oh I'm not sure He gave the correct response Which was Jeremy Corbyn is uh, a friend of mine and has been a loyal MP and tried to serve his country. And I'm not going to belittle him by answering questions like that, there, which basically went. I would give him two. Yeah, I've probably um, been ten, less. But, but, I'm but not do you gonna, know what? I'm not there, do so in this. That forum. is
2: the answer of a statesman. Yeah, that's the correct answer. What did Clive Lewis say? Friend of the pods, Clive. Don't you know?
3: I, do, I don't. know what six. Clive
2: Lewis said. He said a six, did he? Clive, Clive I lo- I love Clive to bits. He's great. But um, yes. I think um, a good, solid shadow front bench job for Clive will come at the end of this he started to talk about Lewisism yes he did which I'm not sure you can really I don't think you can really have anism until you're a leader until so you're a leader no um, but he, 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 he said that the foundation of Lewisism will be brutal honesty yes in response to that I uh, texted him and said I want to be brutally honest Clive you've got no
3: chance yeah <laughs> and did he say and you can read more about why in my new book Poritism which are you a porritite? I am. A, I'm a porritite. I don't know. Angle C. If there if there is a such a
2: thing as porritism, I am not a porritite. <laughs> <laughs> you made me cough again. Now, excuse me, listener. <coughs> am I am I likening myself to Karl Marx?
3: There, I think. I, I think like you it. probably are. Yeah.
2: Um, so, Kia is the front runner. Kia is the front
3: runner. Keir, I mean, y- Rebecca Long Bailey is um, bonkers. Well, I Rebecca mean, Long she's bonkers. not done herself any favours, has she? Yeah. Nah, she, I mean, pfft. Did you see Guido Fawkes' amazing exclusive about... Rebecca well, Andrew Adonis o- dancing, about friend R- of the pod, no. Andrew Adonis ah, yes, dancing, did, yes, brilliant dancer. Did you see his amazing exclusive, Guido Fawkes, yes. about Rebecca Bailey's <laughs> husband? Yes. Steve Bailey is a millionaire who owns loads of shares in a property company. Turns out
2: it's another one. Oh, it's the wrong Steve That baby. was funny, that was funny. I liked her. Her response was very good, actually. Where she put, "It looks like I've married the wrong Steve." That Bailey. was good. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah, I have got nothing against Rebecca Long Bailey. Really, I think she, the Labour Party's the right place for her. She, of course, yeah. she should be a part of. Um, she's she's good. She's actually good on the media, um, but she's not going to move the party towards the voters. Yeah, and that is what political parties have to do. You cannot move the voters towards you. That in in such an extremity, you can't move them that far. You need to move a little bit towards them. Life, as I'm learning in my 40th year, is a lot about compromise, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Anything else to say? That's a
3: great. That's a great way well, to end the. A lot news about sick. compromising. Um, is it just you compromising, or is it? <laughs> or do, others, do others compromise too? Should we knock on the wall Shall we <laughs> ask? and see? Shall we ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horror! The horror! horror. Um,
2: um, no, I was talking about other things, other things.
3: <laughs> absolutely other things. Um, I believe you. That's. <laughs> I think you should work on compromising more. It's uh, <coughs> uh, good. Uh, can we talk about the deputy leadership hosting oh, for please, a second, please? Do uh, because um, that was good. Ian Murray. Do you know how he uh, described it Isn't that uh, a slang? Ian Murray, yeah, we're going out for an Ian Murray. Yeah, uh, he is Labour's only remaining MP in Scotland. Yeah, he, how did he describe himself? Do you know this? Cockroach? The, yeah, I'm the cockroach after the nuclear holocaust. Yeah, um, I
2: mean, I, no, none of us were happy about that Tory victory, but he might be overplaying it all the time.
3: But the big news from inside the deputy leadership hustings, where Angela Rayner spoke very well, apparently, as, and I think as she it would be does. the obvious. Yeah, story, I think so. Yeah. But you know, I mean. I, I don't really understand why you would have somebody really good running for leader, and then you, you know, you wouldn't... You know, imagine imagine Rebecca Long-Bailey emerged as a brilliant candidate in this, but narrowly lost out. Why wouldn't she be a deputy? Start. Then why wouldn't Rebecca Long-Bailey be the I, I think the
2: Labour Party's had a weird relationship with its deputy leaders for a long time. Yes, exactly. It's very um, odd. And, it, 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 yeah. I it's mean, Tom, b- Tom Watson... It was a straight That was a strange. It's a
3: very odd thing. Anyway, did you see he was
2: on TV on Monday morning, he Tuesday was, morning? Yes,
3: he's written a book. Uh, and he's written a book with um, a friend of mine who's called who's Joanne Lake. Dial M for Murdoch. Uh, Dial M for it's not that one book. It's a book about his weight loss. But he's written it with Joanne Lake, who uh-huh. is the uh, a fine um, author and uh, works with a lot. Uh, uh, has worked with a lot of sports people writing helping to write their books, and she is the partner of, the wife of, uh, Paul Lake, who was who a, a, briefly the captain of Manchester City Football Club, who I support, and uh, he was a great player. He yeah, but who did you support before they got good? Well, I'm afraid <laughs> it was Manchester City, um, and he was he played for them in I'm going nice to ask you a little question before yeah, we yeah, get back yeah. on to Thomas.
2: When... There's a there's a certain glamour about supporting crap football teams well. and I really enjoy supporting Huddersfield Tom, because they are crap yeah. and I enjoyed them being a little bit less crap for a few seasons. But is there a sort of hollowness about suddenly being brilliant and winning everything when do you know what I mean because you sort of go ah.
3: well it's good it's great at the start yeah um but I've got to say I'm I'm trying to I mean it's it's handy because we you are trying to get into Liverpool we've now. not been that good this <laughs> season but Oh don't well, oh, relatively my my name's Steve Anglesey but that's uh, but, we, but we won almost everything last mm-hmm. season, and mm-hmm. I've got to say mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it very much because no. I was extremely tense and spent the, the season fretting about it. And yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, I, it, I think I enjoyed thing. the game in which we won the title, and the, I enjoyed the you know the finals. It's a funny thing being a football supporter. It's, it's I think strange. when so I've made a conscious decision to be a bit less interested. This when,
2: year. England, when England finally win a major trophy, this has been something. I remember when I was uh, I was nine. Um, in Italian 90, and after we went out to Germany, I said I turned to my mother as a nine-year-old kid and said, "I will not be uh, ready to die until England win the World Cup." Well, there you go. Um, but now I'm worried that they will win the World Cup, and I'll go.
3: Well, I think <laughs> you like you know you might live forever. I'm going to live do you, think, do
2: you never think England are going to win the World Cup or, no. or or European Championship? Never. You no. don't think they've got a good chance that no, this we'll year? No, we'll withdraw from the European Championship. Oh, well, yes, of
3: course. That's a good idea. Wasn't uh, it? Home Nations Cup. I was going to say the other thing from the deputy leadership postings. Yeah. Remember we were talking about that well, we're about, talking about Tom Watson. minutes ago. Yeah. Um, Rachel Wearmouth, I don't know if you know her, from the Huffington Post. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a, sort of, uh, she's, she's, well, a horror she's, character. She's great, Rachel. Um, and she said... Uh, she reported from the deputy leadership hustings. I gather Dawn Butler's speech extensively quoted from the song "Something Inside So Strong." Yes, and MPs <laughs> were confused. <laughs> <laughs> Did she sing it?
2: It's a great th- Dude, that song. is hilarious. My my mother got remarried in two thousand and nine. I think it was oh, yeah. something like that. And um, and at the end of the, it was in this hotel in Yorkshire, and that was the song they played last. <laughs> It's so about apartheid, isn't it? is not it? <laughs> yes, I think so. And everyone's sort of swayed and put their arms around each other. Something inside so, it's so, so strong. strong. I, think it's about the, I think it's about the fight against apartheid. Is it by Labby
3: Siffry? Yes.
2: Right, and, okay. and I'm not sure how the apartheid struggle really related to my mother's second marriage.
3: You hide behind walls of Jericho, yeah. your lies will come tumbling. Yeah. Deny my place in time, yeah. you squander wealth that's mine.
2: Yeah, they must have been really confused at that. <laughs> what? Is it about it? I, it seems to me to be about, about apartheid. It, well, it, yes. At so my, at my sister's, go. another apartheid wedding story, at my sister's wedding, my half sister Jennifer, her wedding, um, while we were waiting, again, got married in a, in a hotel and the service and everything was in a lovely hotel, great wedding but the music was playing in the background on, on low, and they played Free Nelson Mandela as we were waiting for us to go.
3: This is incredible. That was in Scarborough. It must be a Yorkshire thing. That is a quite amazing. We were if stood
2: we... waiting for the bride, and they were not playing Vivaldi or you know any, anything. They were playing
3: Free How Nelson bizarre. Mandela. That is quite amazing. Yeah? By the way, talking about songs by Labby Siffry, are you yeah. aware of the song... <laughs> It's a more than one. Are you aware of the song I Got The? <laughs> I Got The? It's I Got The Blues. Doo, doo, doo. But, Probably. It, but you'll know it. There's a bit in it that goes... Doo, 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 oh, yes, I'm aware doo, doo, of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was used in... Um, what's it What's it called by Eminem?
2: Oh.
3: What the hell is it called? My Name Is. Hi, uh, My Name Is. Yeah. Do you know who Great plays... Song. The th- that is built around a little piano and bass riff. Is do you really? know who played no. the piano and
2: bass? No. Oh, on it, that? was it uh, John Peel? It is uh, Chaz and Dave. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, did Chas and Dave get royalties from my name? They were, is the, by they were the session. They were the well, no, session. Oh, the session. session right, right yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. That's great, isn't it? That yeah. is not it great. It's a great song, that, my, uh, that I got there. I mean, uh, my name is it's a great my song. My name is well. a fantastic song. Um,
2: yeah. Eminem, a great artist. Whatever
3: happened to him, Eminem?
2: Oh, he still do, but he does, um he does, like, Poppy. Is he beefing with anybody? Oh, well, I, probably this podcast. Because Storms is beefing with Wiley, isn't he? Oh, well, uh, Joe Wiley. Joe Wiley, yeah. <laughs> oh, and a Wiley I went to primary school
3: with. <laughs> yeah, that would be good if he was beefing with Joe Wiley. He's done a song about Wiley's mum. <laughs> oh, what? He's done a song, yeah. Is it yeah, like yeah. that,
2: like I might imagine? Well, it's Well There's a bit of mum, Your mum is so... There's a bit of yeah. yeah oh yeah, come yeah, yeah. on, everyone! What I've you learned, can't have it Stormzy, if you're listening, what I've learned, Stormzy, in <laughs> yeah. in my fortieth year is don't have a go. Is compromise. Yeah, exactly. You and Wiley should get together. Bring get his mum to come along as well. Absolutely. I'm sure those things in that in that hippity hop that you've been doing, you wouldn't say to Wiley's mum well, to I, her face. I, well, would he? I
3: don't know.
2: He used to go out with Mia Jarma. Mia Jarma, I think that's her name. She's one of the um, and Stormzy
3: um, and Wiley. Stormzy. Oh, okay.
2: Um, I'm a big fan of art, and I like the uh, stab vest.
3: Oh yeah, the stab vest. That was good. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. know
2: Banksy had done that, you know. Did he not No, he didn't know. He just thought it was. Any Banksy, old, he just, he just any does. Old just does. Stab vest. Just does stuff, doesn't he, Banksy? Anyway, he listen. I think we've. Gro- I think we've come to a halt, really. Yes, we have. On the news, but uh, check
3: out my uh, piece in the New European if you want to know more about Jess Phillips. There's a there's a bizarre thing. Which I discovered. Um, uh, there's a bizarre um, idea going around social media that Jess Phillips has got an IQ of 36. Do you know anything about this? What? Uh, it is based <coughs> on a fake um, BBC news thing that somebody knocked up um, in December, and there are hundreds of tweets about it. Uh, it's just uh, she took a charity IQ test for. For, for charity um, and um, yeah, uh, what she got thirty six, and she got thirty six, which obviously is a indication of severe mental yeah, illness, yeah, yeah. you know. So, um, uh, so, uh, so the piece is about these the, these lies and the untruths. Uh, do, do you know your IQ? I don't know mine. I IQ. know your IQ. Can you tell it by looking at me? Yeah. Cool. Oh, what is it?
2: Uh, I would go. I reckon probably about one hundred and thirty.
3: Is that is that the highest? No. What's the highest? I did
2: an IQ test recently, yeah. um, and is it someone else did it as well. One William. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a
2: trillion I, I did do an IQ test. Quite yeah, yeah. what was ages, it? and someone else that you know did it, did it as well. Someone else did one, yeah, yeah. So guess what mine was? The average is 96, I think, 96, 97. Okay, good. Uh, so what about 110, 120? 120. 127, mine. Yeah, go on. Kurtz, 150. 42? No, 142. Hundred and forty two. I mean I, it, it can't be right, can it? It can't be right. Frank Lampard's it. got a massive IQ. Has he? Yeah, yeah. It's like like Mensa I think Mensa is one fifty and above. Really? And I think he is Wow. He's Mensa. He's Mensa, yeah. He's Mensa.
3: Let's go effing Mensa. I Let's think that my, I F think this Mensa. test was
2: a bit dodgy because there's no way my IQ is hundred and twenty seven. Was, was, there, so was there a lot of, of shoes?
3: Was it Temptation yeah. Island and Friends based? It, all the
2: questions were about social media, <laughs> Insta. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Insta, Snap, Snap Face, Snap Face. Yeah. Uh, Jasper, copy next.
3: Jasper, copy next.
2: From true crime to football,
3: Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archant.
2: Welcome back. We're joined. Finally, by the editor of the New European, Jasper Copping. Jasper, welcome.
1: Uh, thank you, thank you for having we've, me.
2: We've tried to get you on this podcast since I think the first episode, and you've dodged it. Are you scared of the mics, or what is the problem? Is it a problem with me personally, or with Steve? Or it probably is the mics. So I like a low profile. <laughs> it's a low profile. technology. National newspaper editor, but um, welcome, happy New Year. You've been in the seat for what three or four months now.
1: Yes, that's about right.
2: And obviously w- was with the New European from the dot, so you know it um, inside out. Yes, that's right. Um, but, um, but I think what we what we, we were talking about, this issue being an important issue as much as anything else, because it's kind of a, a reboot of the fight. And I think James Ball, friend of this podcast, we had him on our live show with us, has written an article saying as much. So I just wondered if you could explain sort of where we're at and what we do next and what the Remain cause, you know, what it's facing.
1: Sure, sure, sure. It's a, It's a I think a, a special issue of the paper this week, we've got James and lots and lots of others to write about what should come next. Uh, clearly we know Brexit is going to come next, but what should, for the last three and a half years, remain motivated, mobilised, organised, a lot of people. Uh, those that marched, those that sign petitions, um, There was a, a movement was created, and what, what will happen to that now? So there's lots of people giving their views on what they think will happen now. Uh, James, for instance, suggests that uh, one of the big things that those Remainers will do now is try and rebuild the, the political parties. Yeah. Uh, Labour in a pretty uh, dire... Position at the moment. But a, um,
2: but, a, but a prime for that for that remain I, I influx, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, yes. the, and of course, members who join now Labour can still vote in the leadership election. Yes, they Led can. Leave. I, I forget so, what the I, deadline is, but
1: there's, there's some weeks to go. So on. I
2: imagine, as a, as, a remain, as, as a remain paper, we would be urging people to join the Labour Party and vote on, for what? Kia? L-
1: lots of those people <laughs> who've written for us are saying just that. You yeah, know, join a party. Uh, It doesn't have to be Labour, join the Lib Dems, uh,
2: Well, well, I mean, it depends if you want anything done, doesn't (laughs) it? (laughs) I'm being, I can be mean, you can't. No, of course. (laughs) But that's interesting because Momentum obviously had that big um, entryism. Are we we saying, you know, we need to remain entryism into political parties? I think you're
1: seeing that already. I've seen lots of, uh, or I've heard anecdotal evidence of, of people saying I'm, Joining or rejoining, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's certainly going to happen and is
2: happening. And I think we can probably expect, well, it's certainly looking as we were talking about with Stephen a moment ago in the news, it's looking like we are probably going to get a Remain leader of the Labour Party. Rebecca Long Bailey seems to be struggling a tad, and obviously Unison have backed Kia. Keir. Um has made no bones about the fact that he's a Remainer and would, you know, would campaign again along those lines. Well, I'm
1: not sure he would call himself that now. I'm not no, sure it's going to be helpful uh, well, for politicians to call themselves Well, remains. quite, but, like,
2: but, he, but, but, but he is that, a remain. That's his background,
1: yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's not going to be able to uh, disown all of that. No, yeah. no, and but, and
2: there is still... I mean, there are lots of people who don't want to leave the EU, of course. So, and what we were saying on the podcast, uh, uh, you know, a few podcasts ago before Christmas was, actually, the, the the fight is still on. I mean, this is still... People should still be... Uh, motivated and um, uh, and determined, you know, like Gwen, I think, says in this week's paper, and I mentioned prior yep. to this, uh, you know, they just didn't give up in 1975, no, 74. Right. You know, the, the fight goes on. So, and, and there's never been a European, a pro European movement in this country like there is now.
1: That is correct. That was created in 2016. By you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not by me.
2: The king of Remain, <laughs> the high priest. <laughs> remain just for copying we have other <laughs> candidates for those, for those roles <laughs> uh, so, t- so what what sort of things is jim's talking about then well
1: uh, so w- one big part of his his call is to as he puts it rebuild the parties um, he discusses rejoin whether that becomes a movement yeah um, uh, and we've also got uh, i don't think anyone sees that as a particularly sh- a short-term thing, although we do have a- another article from A.C. Grayling who has been called the high priest of Remain. He
2: has, and probably more deservingly than you. <laughs>
1: possibly so, yeah. Uh, and he says it could happen as soon as after the next election. Um, you'll have to read his arguments as to why he thinks that's possible. Uh, well, that's you know, interesting. As course- soon as that? Yes.
2: And and uh, So that's interesting because I think, I mean, I'm... You know, I make no bones about the fact on this podcast that I'm a fan of Keir Starmer. If he was to become the Labour leader, I do think that they would they would win back seats um, from the Tories. I do think that the Tories might just get over the line, but it would be a reduced majority. I mean, is he predicting a, a would, Labour victory? Or?
1: I wouldn't have thought that Keir Starmer, though, would campaign would take Labour into, if he were the leader. No, no, take oh Labour no, no. I don't. I,
2: I'm not I do. saying that. I don't think he well, will campaign on the fact of going back into right, Europe. Okay. But the, but the pressure then builds, doesn't it? Yes. for, yes, for yes. the potential for... Yeah.
1: Or, or for to take a, a closer, yeah. to build a closer... And, of
2: course, at that point, point, we will n- that point. Yeah. we will know the full impact yeah. of what leaving the European Union means.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, quite. Um, and Gawain obviously suggests a slightly longer time frame. He says uh, you know, he has a background in UKIP, back before, you know, when UKIP was a... Uh,
2: he, well, he was, well he, he's been a character in and around yeah. UKIP and Brexit for some time. You may remember him in a dressing gown.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't remember him in a dressing gown. Yeah,
2: he wasn't. He wasn't. He on the UKIP merch oh. site in a dressing gown. I am having some flashbacks. I do know. remember him in a, yes. in a dressing it gown. It wasn't a nightmare. No. <laughs> I hoped
1: it was. He's certainly a character. But yes, he's suggesting w- when he became involved in the Eurosceptic cause that the public opinion for leaving the EU was at two percent.
2: Yeah,
1: is that true? That's extraordinary. 40 years, so I, yeah. I don't know
2: exactly at what point he joined. Um, it just was, didn't seem to be a thing, did it? I mean, certainly for a long part of my adult life, it was a... a you know, I mean, d- d- we shouldn't do this, and Bonnie Greer brings me up on things like this or, or has brought people up on things like this, but um, those swivel-eyed loons, mm. that's what it did feel like, didn't yeah. it? I yeah. And I think the likes of, of us... And, and he and the was, readers probably didn't
1: if, if people do want to continue <coughs> to campaign for... Rejoining, yeah. they have to put up with those sorts of insults, and they will be the extremists. They will be, um, you know, right on the fringes. Um, We're all it, extremists now. I, I don't think. I think the polling for rejoining is probably not two percent. It's going to be considerably higher. Oh than yeah, so I suppose yeah, It's a bit of a head start. A good start. Yeah. Um, but he certainly makes the point that it, it would be a long haul.
2: Yes, and I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because there's so many movable parts and so much. Will change, and yeah. uh, you know we we yeah. don't yet know exactly what Boris Johnson's government is or is going to be, um, or even how they will go about the negotiations with the EU once we've you know got past the, the first hurdle on the thirty first. Exactly. Um, so yeah. there, you but know, but
1: that's a very good point, and, and one of the points that lots of our writers are making is that I don't think people have traditionally been very interested and excited by trade talks. No. But actually, lots of the passion of campaigners will be. You know, they are going to be mobilised and motivated by yes. what's going to happen with these trade talks. And that is
2: so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And in other
1: countries, you don't have to look too far. There are cases of uh, protests, marches, campaigns, petitions and so on on that subject. We're not really used to them here. No.
2: Um, it been a bit more binary, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, but you know, that is where the fight needs to be focused yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, Jasper, you and your wonderful newspaper... We'll continue that fight. Thanks for joining us. Okay, it's been a pleasure. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And um, keep publishing Steve Anglesey's stories. Oh, of course.
1: Brexiteer of the Week.
3: Steve, Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the Week. It's I am looking, well, looking forward to reading it. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'll email it to you. Um, uh, Should we start with our friend Darren Crimes? Brexiteer of the Week. Exclusive. It's exclusive. Pod to exclusive, to the new, exclusive European po- yeah. new, new European Podcast. <coughs> the award nominated New European
2: Podcast. Absolutely.
3: Uh Darren Grimes. Darren Grimes, babyface Brexit campaigner. Yeah. Um <laughs> he is horrified <laughs> I bet he is. by the idea that the EU is going to restrict uh, the City of London's access to data from European markets. Ooh. And he said, I see absolutely no reason why we shouldn't pull our troops out of the EU. What? When British, did we invade? If we why should British taxpayers continue to fund their defence? What? And, <laughs> unfortunately, there aren't any British troops defending the EU. What there uh, are are British uh, troops oh serving with NATO forces in NATO countries, some of which happen <sighs> to be in Europe, but it's got nothing to do with the EU. And I've not written this... Person's name down, unfortunately, but there was a fantastic poem on Twitter about this, um, and uh, it goes: There was an institution called NATO, which had nothing to do with tradeo. It wasn't in the EU, which everyone knew, apart from Darren Grimes, because he's a potato. Well, that is brilliant, yeah. and I love.
2: Um, I, I'm a big fan of poetry. Yeah, it's good. And um, I'm a particular fan of poetry where it doesn't rhyme but you just put the sound at the end yeah, of the Yes, is good. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. genius. Well done, whoever uh, that was.
3: Jemima Packington. It uh-huh. wasn't her. No. Uh, Brexit is going to will happen, <coughs> and I'm quoting smoothly and it will not cause the problems that were anticipated. Oh, thank God for that. Says Jemima Packington. <laughs> who is Jemima Packington? She is the world's leading and frankly only fortune teller who predicts the future by uh, tossing asparagus into the air and seeing how the asparagus Oh, well, lands. that's not true, because that's how I do it. She's an asparomancer. That's what <laughs> it's called, gloss. asparomancy. I love a- asparagus. She's 64 years old, Jemima. Mm. She's from Bath, and she said, or Bath, if you're northern. Yes, she's not from Bath, is she? She's uh, from Bath. And she said, when I cast the asparagus, it creates <laughs> patterns, and it is these patterns that I insert. Like, sort of like I, the I Ching, isn't I it? Or the I Ching, or whatever it's called.
2: People, they are. I bonkers. love pe- people. People are, are great, aren't they? Uh, they cl- her
3: other her uh, other predictions are: Donald Trump will win a second term in office.
2: Well, I didn't need asparagus to
3: tell you that. Veganism, it's over. It's over. <laughs> the plateau, and then that'll be it. I reckon it's probably v- not. BBC license fee to be reduced significantly or abolished altogether. Not this for is a in good twenty years. twenty. Oh right now. And. And storms, typhoons, hurricane inf- and flooding to increase tenfold. Tenfold? In 2020. Well, in the UK? Uh, and she's all... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she's also predicted that the world will come to recognise that the most prized vegetable in the world is
2: well is it sweet corn <laughs> it
3: is no it's
2: asparagus well asparagus is great i wouldn't be throwing it up in the air because i don't want to eat it uh, she's throwing it up in there and catch it in her mouth
3: you might not have heard of this she N- nigel farage well go just
2: go a second she should apply for a job in whitehall yeah with the freaks and weirdos With absolutely because yeah. you know who has applied don't you who uri geller
3: <laughs> uri geller has it yes Supplies.
2: <laughs> Do you need any spoons bending, Mr Cummings? Not today. Okay, well, I'll be here when you
3: need me. I've got to say, have you read this week's Private Eye? I haven't. Am I in it? Uh, you're not in have it. Have you been in Private Eye? Only I've only been in Private you, Eye in... in um, have you ever
2: been named in Private Eye?
3: I think I was named once in Private proud Eye Mom. while I was running the Daily Mirror website. Proud, yeah. proud times, yeah. Um, I've also been in... in um, Coleman balls, but only as suggesting somebody rather than what? saying something.
2: Similar. Oh, God, I always. Surely there must have been some Coleman balls by you. Oh, God, there must have been hundreds, absolutely loads even hundreds on this, and hundreds on this, even podcast. Even on this great podcast. Yeah. Uh,
3: Nigel Farage. Oh, oh so, uh, sorry, I was going to say Private Eye. If you've not read pro- this week's Private Eye, <coughs> go out and buy it. Uh, the diary by Craig Brown that's in the back is always yep. magnificent. It is This week it is Dominic Cummings' diary <laughs> and it is up there with in the, the top ten is it? of diaries right, that he has get ever done. It is absolutely magnificent from start to finish. Private
2: Eye, I shall bite on my way home. Uh, It's really When was Craig, it out? Craig, is it a week old now?
3: It's No, it, it came out on Wednesday. Oh, OK. Um, it Wednesday. And it, and it is, I mean, Craig Brown is a genius, but this is particularly good, good even for Craig Brown. Uh, Nigel Farage, he's yes. having a party in Parliament Square. Uh, uh, well, the party
2: doesn't start until Nigel arrives
3: absolutely he brings no party the party like party uh, he wants to have a party Farage. in Parliament Square 31st of January he said he said so he wants to have a party to um, commemorate us leaving the EU yeah. he wants to hold it in Parliament Square yeah um, he said um, it's not going to be very political is it a fright
2: what? It's just a disco then. I mean, why is he having it on January thirty it We'd be better doing it in June and July when it's warm.
3: Also, why have it if it's a non-political bash? Why have it <laughs> in Parliament outside the centre of politics in the UK? <laughs> just have it in your kitchen, a place where you. you have failed to gain admission on seven occasions. Do you know
2: what? I, do you know what I should do? We should do this as a gag. Yeah. On January the thirty first, yes. about what ten eleven? Yeah. Shall I text Nigel? What should, right, listeners, tell us what I should text Nigel and see if I can get a response from him. Yes, that'd be but good. But it should be a gag, not just like, ooh, you're a wally, nothing yeah. like that. Like, congrats, Nigel, what's next, or something like that. We should do and we should see if we can get a response from him. That'd be good, on, yeah. But After he's had a few jars. He'll,
3: he'll, he'll be. Oh, yeah, He'll yeah, be yeah. well aware. Yeah, well yeah, 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 of course he will. But, you know, he's won, fair play to him. Uh, he, Farage uh he, the proposed event, yeah. Um I don't think it's got the go-ahead yet. Oh, ten thousand people at Parliament Square. They're not gonna turn, going to turn It's going to cost a hundred thousand pounds. Who's paying for it? Well,
2: oh, I tell you, who can pay for it? Harry and Meghan with all that money I give them. Well, I tell you <laughs> what.
3: Do you think it's going to be paid out of the eleven point five million that the Brexit Party raised last year for to win absolutely no seats whatsoever? eleven point five
2: million. I, they should. I tell you what. There should be some kind of bloody trade, ris- st- trading standards investigation. Do you think
3: they've investigation? Returned the... 100-odd um, quid to be amended? Exactly. Do you think they've returned... And for the people who put up money to stand in that? And seats? also,
2: what did they say? We are here to make sure that Brexit doesn't happen. What happened? Yeah. That Brexit. They enabled that Brexit. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, but the Brexiteer of the week is our friend Mark Francois. What's the ah. game? Ah. The old lunch and meat statue of Penfold. Yes. The old Benny the Ball out of Topcat alike Um... He started the year in magnificent form, didn't he? What was his big aim of the year? Oh, uh, I think, wasn't it to visit the gym once a week? It was to make Big Ben bong on 11 o'clock, at 11 o'clock yeah. on January the 31st, yeah, yeah, Brexit yeah, yeah. Day. Yeah. And he took this to Lindsay Hoyle. He, he basically said, John Burko knocked this back. He said nobody would vote for it. He yeah. took it to Lindsay Hoyle. Yeah. Uh, he said... Lindsay Hoyle will definitely see it through. John Bercow was biased against this idea and Lindsay Hoyle said actually no one's going to vote for this so we're not even going to have a vote on it. That The work basically would have meant delaying more repairs on the Elizabeth Tower which houses Big Ben yeah. at the cost of yeah. you know tens Just of thousands of pounds. Stupid. You basically have to reconnect the bell. Yeah, it's Workmen enough. have to stand down for two or three days. You have to do some testing to make <coughs> sure it works. Um, so Well I'm actually quite pleased. And also do you know the cost of doing the of repairing the Elizabeth Tower, it was estimated at twenty nine million quid. Ooh. It's now sixty one million quid. What? It's gone up to sixty one million quid.
2: I've had an idea. Go on. That eleven point two million yes. should be offset on repairing that fine building.
3: Well that exactly.
2: Hey, I'd go for that.
3: Why don't do that? Why don't we do that? And
2: all those people who paid for membership will want it binging and bonging.
3: Now, Mark Francois said, given that many people across the country will want to celebrate this event, they will obviously look to a clock I to mark the occasion. <laughs> and it seems inconceivable to me and many of my colleagues that the clock should not be Big Ben. And for those of us who don't want to celebrate, we will obviously look to a cock to mark the occasion. <laughs> and it seems inconceivable to me that that cock should not be Mark Francois.
2: <laughs> I- when, when, you have to, when you're celebrating something, do you immediately turn to a clock? I turn to a clock on the occasion. a weird
3: thing. Merry Christmas, or look at the grandfather clock in the corner. But if he really wants it, what about if he stripped to the waist and just climbed up it like yeah. Donkey Kong? Oh,
2: yeah, I love Donkey Kong. And then
3: he, imagine that, Yeah. and then he had a little loud hailer. I think you mean King Kong. Well, or, or King Kong, but also Donkey Kong. He when climbs up stuff, When yeah. he scaled yeah. it at the, at the yeah. start of Donkey Kong, he, does, he scaled yeah, that yeah, building, yeah. didn't he? I think the,
2: that was King Kong-esque. Or was that? Uh, yeah. Um, donkey Kong, brilliant. Why what is the donkey bit about Donkey Kong?
3: Well, I don't know. he's not a donkey, is he? He's a big gorilla. Well, I think they... Wasn't there some weird theory that it was supposed to be Monkey Kong, but it, it went wrong? Oh, well, I'll Google um, I'm a big fan of Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously not enough. It's me too, but obviously not, not enough, enough to know yeah, why, yeah. why Donkey Kong just is never called Donkey Kong.
2: And Donkey Kong Jr. And Donkey Kong Jr. And, and, did, and Diddy Kong, oh, yeah. of
3: course. Who had his bongos, didn't he? And who
2: and who came first, Mario or Donkey Kong? Uh,
3: well, I don't know. Donkey Kong, Mario
2: was a character in Donkey Kong.
3: Well, of course he was, yeah. So um, there you go. Why was he called Donkey Kong, then?
2: I don't know. Are you using a tool of the I'm internet? I'm using a tool to <laughs> of the internet
3: to find out. Um... I don't know. Why don't you write in and tell us? Yeah, Donkey Kong. But if he really wanted to, he could get up there, couldn't he? Hang on, he, he could, could. He could, like Robert Powell in the 39 Steps, he, yes. could, see, he could be up <laughs> there and he could have a little loud hailer Robert Powell. and he could shout, bong, off it, bong! bong! Bong, bong, my dad was in the war, you know!
2: Well, I mean, when I listen to Radio 4, which I do in a, in numerous times on a daily basis, there are bongs that... Six o'clock. Yeah. So what? How are they doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Is that Mark Francois doing the radio for bongs? Does he he also do the pips?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Every hour on the hour. Pip. pip, He does. He does. Oh, there you go. Nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I
2: didn't. I wasn't in it for the from the beginning. That is
3: quite amazing, isn't it? But I don't know why he was called Donkey Kong. Anyway, somebody will write in and tell us.
2: So there'll be some mad gamer out there who will tell us. He's uh, uh, no, completely
3: a mad, isn't a it?
2: gamer, although I do have a snaz.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: So what that was the end of another great
3: th- new European podcast. Yeah, almost. What, 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 what should the listener do right now? Uh, they should um, leave us a great review on the podcast of choice. I know we bang on about this. Very but it, is, it is
2: massively it. important. If you do, it takes like thirty seconds. You don't even have to say very much. Just say, "Wow, yeah, poor, it's brilliant." Yeah, another masterclass from Anglesey.
3: Yeah, five stars. Um, Porritt's
2: masterclass. <laughs> I have no idea why you're listening either. No, it's incredible. <laughs> I love it when people go, this is rambling nonsense, I will never listen again. Right, well, it's been like that since episode one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, incredible. you know, we're not giving you anything you weren't warned uh, about.
3: And, um, <coughs> uh, pleased by the print edition of the oh, New yes, European. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, it, this is a great issue this week. Yeah. It, it re- actually. remained should remain due now? Do you know
2: what? Do you know what? I, and I obviously, I read the New European every week, but, um, it, It feels like we have a lot, and every one is great, and I love the arts and culture bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it feels like an important one. I think that's the thing that I would like to say about it. It feels like we're rebooting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, as Jasper said. Yeah. Are you busy there, or I mean, what else should the listener do? You seem to be.
3: What are you doing? I am. Are you looking to a cock? <laughs> I am liking us on Facebook. Oh, are you okay. liking the New European oh, on good. Facebook? And so should which you. Which you can do. You can also join the New European Facebook readers. Sh-
2: should they follow us on the Snap,
3: Twitter, on the, you Insta? You can follow us on the Twitter. Are we on Insta? I don't Is that a we're new on Insta. one? No, Hamster.
2: Oh, TikTok.
3: Yeah, I'm on TikTok. Are you on? Are you really? No. Of course no. not. No. What well, is
2: that something to do with music videos or something? Isn't
3: it? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's, got, it's been short videos, isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah, what yeah. was that other show? Vine.
2: Vine, that's over. Vine oh, is over now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, are you on Deliveroo? I'm on, uh, no, I'm
3: only on Open Table. <laughs> you can like us on Just Eat. I can, bu- can be booked on, on Open Table. Follow Um, Steve
2: on Twitter. Yes. At Sanglesy. S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or indeed me. At P-O-R-R-I-T-T. Or indeed The New European. Or indeed The New European. At
3: T-No, I'm not going to do the whole thing.
2: (laughs) At The New European. That was The New European Podcast, brought to you by Arch. And if you're interested in sponsoring or advertising on this pod, get in touch with Matt Withers. Matt dot withers w i t h e r s at archant a r c h a n t dot co dot uk thanks so much for listening buy the print product we'll be back next week mr campbell bagpipes here you go <laughs>